This is the EVP Podcast. Welcome to an episode of EVP Podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Ghosty McGhostface. And I'm DVO. And, and that's all that's here with us right yeah. now. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Beaker is no longer with us. He's, <laughs> as you see, we, we in remembrance, we have left his seat open. If you're watching on YouTube, we have left his seat open. Um, instead, he is uh, five on feet away from sack. us. He's five feet away from us on a beanbag. <laughs> half departed. He's heavily medicated right now, <laughs> and <laughs> he can no longer record. He came over in quite some pain, goes to help him self-medicate. And uh, he needs some time. <laughs> some shaman stuff on him. Uh, he's got uh, in a, he's got something in his weenus stuck in his weenus. No, nope. I don't. <laughs> he maybe here. <laughs> <laughs> Makes noise. <laughs> Sounds like he's dropping coins down a well when he's <laughs> feeling pee. <laughs> he's got some kidney stones. <laughs> he's got some kidney stones. He's known for his crystals and stones, not his kidney stones. <laughs> well. He's making his own stones now. I bet you those have a lot of energy in them. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you should uh, try to collect those. I bet you those would go for quite a bit of money. That'd be rare. I only sell one for anybody. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> well, Bill Beaker, we hope you feel well soon. <laughs> Even though you're five feet away from us, you're here in spirit next to us. <laughs> I can feel your energy from here. <laughs> Oh, I've heard it's a man passing a kidney stone is a, it's pretty comparable to a woman giving birth is what I've heard. The pain's pretty, mm. pretty painful. I'm so glad I've never had to and hope I never do. What's the worst pain you've experienced? Worst pain I've experienced is probably... Heartbreak, I understand. But besides, <gasps> besides all the, the heartbreak. Besides going through two divorces. <laughs> uh, stingray. Oh, a stingray. Stingray was probably the worst pain. Ugh. That was rough. Four hours of extreme pain. Ooh. It felt like uh, if you had a broken bone yeah, and then just kept messing with it. <clears throat> just kept messing with it for four hours. That's, oh, gosh. That's kind of what it felt like. And the good old stingray took our good friend, Steve Irwin. He was a potential huge fan of the EVP could podcast. Have been, he could have been up there with Steve Patrick. Irwin would have been one of the biggest fans of the EVP podcast, but he's no longer... With us, unfortunately. Uh, probably the worst pain I had. Uh, two two things. It was actually the episode that we had to bring our guest Lurch on because I couldn't come. I had a, a gout. Um, what do you call it? Attack. Up. Attack. Feels like an attack. Yeah. I feel like someone had a hot knife and just jabbed me in the toe and was twisting. And then I've I've had lower back problems for years. And but there there was one that was pretty pretty severe. I had to crawl around and I was almost in tears. That was pretty painful. <laughs> Getting old sucks, everybody. Just yeah. in case you're wondering where the moral of the story is going. Gout. I have some of that gout pain. I know what that's like. Yeah, it's not Stingray's fun. Stingray's worse. Oh, gosh. Not fun, not fun. Well, go see what are we talking about this week? So this week we are going to talk about the one uh, exhibit inside Zach Baggins Museum that I was referring to earlier in another episode. Yeah, even the last episode when we talked about the Ouija board, it was... We're kind of talking a little vague about what this episode would be about, but it's about it's about this. And uh, let me see what her name is again. Lee Sober Shapiro. Yeah, that's her name. And most people probably won't know who I'm talking about. It's the one where the exhibit is her sitting in front of a bunch of 
Uh, well, it's a, it's a mannequin. Mannequin, yes. <laughs> the exhibit it's a mannequin sitting in a chair, surrounded by these uh, speaker tunnels. Yeah, they call them they call them wells or wells. wells. Um, and there's like inputs and outputs, and she's yeah. trying to she's making these frequencies where she's communicating with spirits, and it almost seems like she's making spells or making some kind of uh, equations. And why um, do we not? seem like we're very sure because it is hard to find information about this yes because there's not a lot of info on here besides what was told to zach baggins by the realtor that he purchased these items from yeah so i, I guess she, she died in the home around these machines these so these speakers and what had happened was it looks as if she had gotten possessed by based off of what she was writing down uh sounding like things are coming after her to take her soul and uh, take her to the deepest parts of hell where she won't even have access to God. Uh, and there, it was like... And then she had these Polaroid pictures. This is the big thing. This was like, okay, her taking a Polaroid picture of herself, just normal with makeup on and looking like her normal self. Then the next one is like all kind of haggard looking. And the next one almost seems like she's like thinning away and it's like basically she's deteriorating before your eyes in these in these polaroids okay and i was really intrigued when i first came across this when i went through the museum a few years ago in case we have some youngins here they're like what are what is a polaroid (laughs) so you might think there's new again yeah but so but just in case you know the the polaroid is 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 a brand but they're they're famous for their cameras that you would take the picture and it would come out and you just kind of shake it like a polaroid picture and it would be an image that showed up like on the spot. You basically have this picture on the spot, and that's what these Polaroid cameras. Millennials know what this is now. Yeah, I know they may revamp. They have all these different colors, but just in case, it's not the most popular camera to use. Just by the way, you're right. Though. <laughs> so, um, based off of these Polaroids that she took of herself, it looks like she had deteriorated. And then it seems like she died soon after this was taken. Was it a four-hour time frame? 24 hours. 24 hours, okay. It was a 24-hour time like frame. Four or five pictures. Uh, the more I looked at those today as we watched... So we went and watched the episode, of the quarantine episodes, where they actually... Oh, Ghost Adventures. Um, Ghost Adventures, where they uh, talked about this exhibit, and they yeah. did some experiments on this exhibit. Yes. Now, it almost... and I, I'm glad we did watch that, too, but because looking at the photos more now, it doesn't look like she deteriorated... Like, it almost looked like she just wiped her makeup off, and... I, I feel like her face looked like her cheeks sunk, started sinking in. Kind of looked like that. It looked like she started having more bone showing in, like, her neckline, uh, clavicle area. Uh, but kind of looked like more more bone structure was kind of protruding versus, you know, having, you know, a meaty... But what I also was like, who knows that that was a 24-hour period. It's very true. And obviously, Zach Baggins is just going off of what the realtor said. So the realtor said, you know, they found her dead, surrounded by these machines she made. Um, You know, they they were not speakers. They looked like speakers because they were these wells. They were these circular openings that were facing towards you like a speaker would. And I think that's probably why you... It looks like when you glance, you would probably think, "Oh, those are just you know six random speakers facing like you." Those tunnels, if you if you have like uh, 
a subwoofer at home, mm-hmm. and they have some of them have like a, a taller subwoofer with a, like a little tunnel in them. Yeah. yeah. So it's those type of tunnels. So I guess and it's giving off like a like a uh, white noise hum or something. It's almost. I wonder if it's like those bug deteri- like deterrents. You know those bug yeah, deterrent just a noises. Very faint sound. White noise that just kind of hums. Yeah. I wonder if that's what it sounds. I don't know. Had to be there, I guess. Yeah, I guess you had to be there. Don't everyone that's been there's dead now. <laughs> and you know, and I don't know if they know like how this started or anything. I I know Zach said that he reached out to her family about it, and they said they want nothing to do with these devices. I guess she was a she's she was a uh, I can't remember what type of line of work she did, but anyways, she started doing some paranormal research. Okay. And just got really heavy into it and started, I guess, found these ways of communicating. And right. was getting these messages. And somehow almost seems like she was going into like interdimensional. Almost like she was yeah. crossing some strange dimensional things by, I don't know, astral projecting herself almost maybe. Who knows? That's, that's an interesting theory. And these inputs and outputs she was doing, because what she had was these uh, inputs where she was having these intents of things. Intent, and then the output was how she was hoping the outcome would turn out with the help of this item placed in the well. Yeah, so So, she had this input, and it it was just a small little opening, and she would write these spells. And I don't know where she got these, and that's what they were calling it, spells, because it was just a bunch of... Look like you know math equations or some writings mixed in. And yeah, it was, just, it was a mix of equations and words. Yeah, that that if you looked at it, you'd have no idea. In fact, no one knows what these. And are. it's her intent. That's the thing is that it makes sense to her because she's the one that wrote yeah. it. Yeah, so she'd put it just be on a little scrap piece of paper, just a little scrap of paper, and, just, and she would just kind of roll it up and put it in this little which what she called input well. And I don't know what was in the outputs. It was things that would. The input. Well, I know what the what the intent the was how she wanted the outcome to be was when the, what was in the output, but what items were they? Like a, a lot of books. Like one was the necromancer book. Um, I can't remember what else off the top of my head. I think there were some like tarot cards or oracle cards were in another one. Like like not a stack, but maybe a, a, one like or... a couple cards. Yeah. Um, that's all I can think of off the top of my head that I remember seeing. I don't, I and I don't know what I don't know what her intent was. Like I don't know what she's trying to communicate. Or why or see. she kept doing it if she was afraid? If she kept saying that she was afraid of these things, or or if she knew that they were gonna be coming for her addiction. Well, could, I, that's could that's be. my opinion. You know, it's like why why does why does someone go back oh, to an abusive she, relationship? She also had a Ouija board next to her that she was also saying she was uh, assumed to have been using yeah. to communicate. Well, it was next to her, so it may, I would assume so. Now, <laughs> what I was saying about the whole 24-hour things, who knows that that was 24 hours? I mean, what if she was so into this that she was not eating and not drinking and was just so into this that right. plus her age she was up like i guess in her 60s in her 60s so i mean if these things played a part of it um malnourishment looking the way she did yeah. look malnourished i mean maybe she just wasn't eating or drinking and was just so into this yeah i don't know if she wrote any letters that were saying also maybe wasn't sleeping maybe wasn't sleeping uh-huh. either 
I don't know if she wrote any letters just saying, you know, I'm going to take these Polaroids because I feel... Cause, and again, I don't know where they're coming up with some of this, this, this story, but... She was feeling possessed, and that the possession was was killing her, and so that's why oh, she maybe was. Maybe she wrote this down, actually. Maybe she did. What well, she yeah. did write this down, huh? And she was documenting. Yeah, that's right. Because I didn't take the tour. You took the tour, so you know you went it's through there. It's been a few years though, uh-huh. and and I was like getting refreshed, and I re- and remember there was nothing about this. Like you couldn't find, research anything about this. Still today, you can't research anything about this. No, even even today, we're trying to dig deeper. The only thing about this is that episode. And have gone on going on the tour. Yeah, it's very interesting. And, and in this episode, again, this was the not not the regular Ghost Adventures, but the Ghost Adventures Quarantine. It, it's a four episode uh, series, I guess you call it. It's just called Ghost Adventures Quarantine, and it was four episodes all taking place in Zach Baggins Museum. This was episode three, by the way, because we had a hard time looking for it, but we found it. It was in episode three. And uh, Billy, one of the Ghost Adventures crew members, he was the one that was in this room, and he was uh, FaceTiming with Bill Chapel. Bill Chapel has created a lot of the devices that they've used. And so they recreated it together. Yeah, they actually hooked everything back up, This, this uh, th- these devices. And they've been doing this for a year now, they said. They've been working yeah. on it for a year. And um, the other two members... We're in the next room. That was, that was Jay and Aaron. They were playing with the Ouija board that that uh, Lee, Miss Shapiro owned, and they were playing with that in the other bo- other room. And again, you know, I don't know how much weight I put. Me personally, this is DVO speaking. I don't know how much weight I put behind the Ouija board and them using it, and the outcomes they were getting. But what was interesting is in in the museum there was a lot of loud knocking. And the first loud knocking uh, scared Billy in, in the reenactment room of, of Miss Shapiro's devices. Which was strange how that could have, where that knock even came from. Yeah, because he was alone at the time uh, there. And he said the knock was so loud that it felt like some of the devices might vibrate the well, devices off the shelf. he was exaggerating the shit out of that. But, I mean, yeah, you could, it was a loud it knock. It was dark, so it was maybe... Yeah, yeah I yeah. could see how that startled him, though. That was loud. Sure, it was, it was loud. loud. I'm sure he felt the vibration, and then and then and then later, Aaron and Jay went in the room next to him to play with the Ouija board, and they both heard knocks. They thought it was coming from the other room, both of them. So Jay and Aaron were like, "That's coming from your room, Billy." And Billy's like, "No, that's coming from your room." But they both heard these two loud knocks. Uh, pretty significant. They're the only ones in in the museum. They locked themselves down during quarantine, of 2020, and, and did this. That's that's pretty I, interesting. So I was. Having a hard time staying awake. Um, what outcome was coming out of the Ouija board? So in the input, uh, Billy put in. Well, for, you know, first when Billy went in there, he said, "Are you okay with us experimenting?" And they had an ovulus, and the first word that came out was "object." Okay, I remember that. Which you know, was it object? They object to it, or was it object? You know, what type of object are they? You know, it's hard to tell. There's double meaning with. With, with the spelling. Know, good old of, English. Yeah, good old object English. and object. Uh, and how ovulus works, if, if you're not sure, is that uh, spirits are supposed to be able to find a... Frequency that a, they can... A, a, a dictionary of words to choose from and, and choose... I, I, I don't know how that works or how yeah, valid like, that is. There's a, uh, what's a word... Not a dictionary. Bank? Word bank? Yes, word bank. Yeah. It's a word bank. So, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting. And they get a few responses that it was pretty interesting i thought and 
Yeah, I mean it was it was it was it was fascinating. So so what Jay did is in the input well, and again it's just a it's, it's just a little circular, almost the shape of a shot glass actually. And what they did is they wrote this lady's name, and and they actually in the whole episode they never discussed her name, and I don't know where or how people know it. It's Lee Sober Shapiro. I think it was inside the exhibit. Oh, okay, okay. So they, you know, he wrote her name on again. It's a scrap piece of paper, rolled it up, put it in this little. They call it an input well, and uh, really, it's like the size of a shot glass, and is daisy chained to these. I think six output wells, and again, it's just these circular openings that are facing you. And he put in uh, his own name, Billy's name, and then Bill Chappell's name, and then another piece of paper that, that said Jay and Aaron's name. So these are the outputs. So basically. Put again. I don't understand how this works, but they put her name in the input, and so I guess they to want to have her to talk to them. Yeah. So I guess you know what. Oh, okay, what, that makes What Miss Shapiro was doing was she was creating these spells, and she was trying to talk to these spirits, or I don't know what she was trying to communicate with. And that's again, again, that's the probably the scary part. They, who knows what she was trying to mm-hmm. communicate with? But they put her name in the input well, meaning they want her to respond, and the output well, meaning to somehow correspond to them and on the ouija board it spelled out jay's name um in the show they jay and aaron were not looking at the board they were actually jay was looking to his actually jay and aaron are facing each other on holding the planchette of the ouija board and they were both looking to their left so they were looking opposite of each other because they're facing each other both okay. looking to their left okay so they're looking opposite directions the the planchette's kind of moving around spells out jay's name um, at one point, they said, do you want to... I can't remember what they asked. And I said, goodbye. And they said, what do you want us to do? And it spelled out, die. Um, and they said, who do you want to die? Like, you died or you want someone to die? And it spelled out, you, Y-O-U, you. So, you know, in- interesting, again... While I, they were not looking at it? They were looking at it during this time. Okay. When it spelled Jay's name, they were not looking at it. And then that's when Billy said, hey, just so you guys know, I put both of your names in the output well. It's it's interesting, you know, all these devices. I don't know what Miss Shapiro was trying to do, but you know, if she's documenting, saying I'm feeling possessed, she has these letters she's she's written, and then she's saying, you know, these are Polaroids of me in the in 24 hours because this possession's killing me, and she's just mm-hmm. deteriorating. That's right. Okay, that's I remember all that now. And these Polaroids were around her when they found her body, and these these machines were all around her. I think I guess, I'm assuming they were turned on. And and I guess the significant part is, you know, if this is her realtor, I, and I don't know, gosh, the other question is who found, so who did find her? Maybe family members or Maybe a family wellness members. check. And, and, you know, did they notice, because have they, have they seen her recently and then noticed, oh my gosh, she looks way different now. Uh, and then we look at these Polaroids of her, like, how is this her? I mean, maybe that's where this interesting part comes from, because it's, it's, it is very mysterious. You know, as I'm as I'm like playing this out in my head, is the family coming in? Are they, you know, they have to identify the body, and are they seeing these these Polaroids and like, wow, this is her within 24 hours? Like, wow, this is this is significant. This is not what she looked like a couple of days ago when we saw her. You know, I don't know the whole story because the family wants nothing to do with these machines. Like, you would think if they were to, you know, if they found it, you know, just like. A, a, a con they might say oh that's that's that stuff's worthless but the fact that 
when Zach Baggins reached out to them to talk about it, they were like, we want nothing to do with these machines. Like, they were just adamant. It seemed as though they were adamant they do want nothing to do with it. Well, either one, they're scared of them. Two, because of what they think might have happened. Or three, they might be like some kind of religious type of overzealous people that don't want anything to do with the occult of any kind. Sure, sure, yeah. So, yeah, a few few options. Who who knows? Who who knows? It's, we'll never know. We'll we, we never, never know. know. And, and that's what's interesting about it, you know, and, it's, and it sucks because it's like we don't have much information but about it, this. Do you remember when I brought this up when I first yeah, went there because I was so intrigued by this? It is very intriguing, and I'm just digging into it this week. You know, I saw when we when when Zach Backens personally invited <laughs> us over to the museum to investigate. Of course, of course. But, you know, and you were telling me about it. And it was very, it's a very intriguing story, but what was also intriguing is that you can't find information about this. It's, it's, it's almost like they're not, they're trying not to talk about it. It was, it was this real estate agent that said, Hey Zach, you want to buy this? This would be, this is pretty interesting was, was stuff. It, he, he reached out to Zach. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Cause how else, how else would he have known about this? Right. Yeah. I mean, Zach said when the real estate agent reached out to me, yeah. is what Zach okay. said in this episode. But yeah, it is very interesting. It's 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 fascinating, and I, and I wish we could talk more about it. But that's also what makes this episode, I think, or this story, very interesting. Is we don't have much to talk about. This might it's be a such short a episode. mystery because it is such a mystery. It's such a mystery. Like, this is this might be our shortest episode because we don't have information. We can't find information besides this episode of the Zach Bag or the Ghost Adventures quarantine episode, episode three of four. What are your thoughts on? Who she's talking to? Um, I mean, she's referring to it as a demon. I don't know if she's getting responses. Are, is she? She's talking about things that are in the solar system. She's talking about in, in not our solar system, in other solar systems. She's talking about these algin. I can't even. I can't even remember what the word was, but. Just kind of find, finding some things I could find in Reddit. People have looked into this. It, it is a solar system, another solar system, some some stars. I, I can't even get into it. I don't even understand it. It makes, in my ape brain, this mm-hmm. does not make sense. You know, I'm, it does not make sense to me, this stuff. I'm not an astrophysicist, physicist, unfortunately. I wish. I mean, this stuff is so You're not a rock scientist? I'm not a rock scientist. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Ghosty? Like, what, what are you thinking about it? That almost makes it sound like maybe she's could be communicating with uh, maybe even alien outside of our solar system. But I don't get how these things communicate. I don't get that either. Or uh, interdimensional. Who knows if... uh, I don't know. I don't even understand. I mean, okay, interdimensional... Sounds like a, a cool concept, and I want to believe that it's a, an idea. Uh huh. Um, I just still don't fully understand it. I there's a lot to that that I still I still have a hard time grasping my head around. Sure. Um, I want to believe it because I've experienced some weird stuff uh-huh. also and seen some weird stuff, but I have a hard time. It it, it is just really really hard. Um, yeah. But. It, so in this situation, it almost seems like that is a situation where it could be interdimensional, and it could be maybe just possession, uh-huh, or it uh-huh. could just be um, addiction and no 
sense of time anymore. I mean, it, it, we should lay out the, the, the way her room looked. I mean, her room, so she was, you know, on these little scraps of paper, she was writing, I'm, I'm going to say quote unquote spells, because I don't really know what it was that she was writing. But she had all these things up in these notepads and also on her walls. She had all these things written up on scraps of paper that she had posted on her walls, like even poster size things that she was just writing down, like things coming to her brain. I don't know how these things were communicating with her. I don't get it. Like, I don't get. So in, in this episode, Billy was using the tools we use today. These, you know, she, they were using ovulus. They were using spirit boxes. They were using, you know, these, 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 these tools, these electronic tools that we use. Um, and she was, they were getting words. Uh, I think one of the things they asked was, who are you? And it was just a capital L. And they said, oh, my gosh, it's capital L, which is the first letter of her name, Lee. But they're using these devices that we use today. What was Lee? What was Miss Shapiro using? How was she getting, was she wearing headphones and she was hearing things? Like, I don't, I still am not understanding what it is. And we should post this um, on, our, on, our, on our Instagram and Facebook page so you guys can kind of, kind of see what this stuff looks like. I don't get how she was getting these responses it's 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 super fascinating and super confusing and it almost seems like she was writing them down when she was getting stuff probably it maybe she was getting more spells like yeah the the rumor is that yes she was going possibly interdimensional and uh gosh i don't even know that means i don't know what interdimensional means does that mean a spirit world that we don't know anything about that's the like interdimensional thing i was saying like where what's the, what dimension is she going to or it is is it she astral projecting even is that a, could she be astral projecting and tell people what astral projecting projection is that maybe i've never heard of that well it's the type where you are meditating and kind of sending your self to a different place you're in your own, in your head, you're outside of your body and going other places. And so you could things. be sitting here in the EVP studio. You're physically sitting here, meditating, but you are spiritually in another place. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. Uh, sending yourself spiritually to another location, um, having witnessed that myself with some with one of our members mm-hmm. you know who i'll just do one of those so you know who <laughs> <laughs> but um experiencing that firsthand was pretty insane like it was cool it was really really cool because it was like will not you won't you talk about it um it was in a uh a residential location that had a situation with some spirits so where were you at uh, it was we were at the house. Okay, so you're at some random person's house that person's contacted house us. that contacted us on our old team. Uh-huh. Uh, our old team was there, and both myself and Beaker were there, uh, amongst other members of our old team. And uh, the situation came up where uh, Beaker had called Brandy for her uh, what she could see in the location we were at. Because he was having something going on. He was experiencing a a spirit of some kind, and I was experiencing something else. And uh, she ended up astral projecting herself from her home and came into the home that we were in Mm -hmm. and verified the spirits that were there. And it was pretty spot on with the spirits I, I had communicated. Like, not communicated, but like I had 
scene. And, and anyways, it was a really cool experience. And having been there and seen that firsthand was pretty amazing. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. And and I I've got um, I was gonna say a friend of mine that he says he actual projects and he goes to he he lives he lives here in Utah he, and he actual projects to um, a certain restaurant here locally and this restaurant was on Ghost Adventures one time and he actually. Um, tells me that he actually projects and talks to uh, an evil spirit in the basement of this restaurant from his home, from his bed. And uh, I've been trying to talk to him about coming on and talking about that experience. That would be pretty insane. But what, I for, like but that. Yeah, the, the, the problem is what he does for work. He's just worried. Um, and, I, you know, I told him, I said, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to be on camera. Um, we can change your name. I can wear a mask. I got those face shields. And... We don't have to give his yeah, name out. Yeah, so I, mean, I talked to him recently, so I'm, I'm going to see if I can get him on here and talk about that a little bit more. I, I do find it interesting how a lot of people can do this astral projection. And I, and I kind of find it similar when t- people talk about near-death experiences where they are looking down at their body in a hospital bed. Yeah. They're kind of floating above their body, and then all of a sudden they shoot back in their body and they wake uh-huh. up. Um, and they see all the doctors around them and everything. I, I kind of That's kind of my my first um picture in my in my head when i think of astral projection and so when i hear about that when i hear people like are leaving their body and and seeing themselves down there like yeah it almost seems like either one they're about to die sure and their spirit is like kind of disconnecting from their physical form or it's they're almost like in a coma but being in that sleep state, they've put them. They've almost like put themselves in a, in a state of meditation, almost because they're. Oh, that's an interesting perspective. Because they've been unconscious for so long. Sure, sure. Maybe somehow their mind puts them in that different place. Yeah. Where all of a sudden now they're able to roam freely, or not knowing that they're doing it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But just based off of they're almost in this different meditative state, just because they've they have so much experience sleeping and they're they're doing such a long sleep. Yeah, that's 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 an interesting perspective. I never thought of it in that way. That's, that is interesting, huh? So, oh, thoughts, thoughts. Yeah, yeah, shit yeah. In my head. Well, I mean, what's your final results of the? And again, this might be one of our shortest episodes because we just don't have the answers. And I'd love for our listeners or viewers to dig into this and see what they find or what, what they think about the whole thing. But go see, what, what, like final results. What do you think is happening to this lady? I think just because the vibes I got from it all, like I think she was definitely making some kind of communications. So do you think uh, she was making real communication, not things in her head? Maybe she was kind of going a little a little cuckoo, but she was actually connecting with, communicating yeah, with something? Yeah, I think she was, but I also, I, but I don't know what her mental state could have been like either. Because of making this communication, it could have like drove her kind of a little cuckoo because she wasn't sleeping or maybe yeah. she wasn't eating. Like I said, malnourished and no sleep. I don't know. But I don't know what there was no like, what there wasn't an autopsy done on her body. Who knows? And Who knows? so it's like, okay, what was her cause of death? Like, if there was anything done to say, okay, she was she hadn't eaten in days, or she hasn't drinking water in days, or 
uh, she hasn't slept in however long and she had a stroke or a heart attack. Yeah. It's hard to say if it was actual possession. Because if yeah. she was stroking out or having like a, a mild heart attack, well, if, if like she could have been feeling like, oh, what if this was uh, possession? But no, it's a heart attack. <laughs> I mean, I mean, those make sense. If it was true, these Polaroids were within 24 hours. I, I did notice a change from the first pictures to the last pictures. I, I felt like her face was was and her cheeks were very sunken in. Um, I felt like her neck got extremely thin and you can start seeing in her clavicle like area like I said you can start seeing more of her chest plate and and, and now imagine bones. this what you just uh-huh. said now imagine a three day period of no sleep no food no water right and being stuck in this room for now I'm just giving three days as an idea yeah now imagine the three days of that happening with no sleep and just thinking that's a 24 hour period sure sure yeah. and what do you think that would do to your body yeah. And I think that pro- could probably kill you. And she, basically, she starts from died from starvation or dehydration. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. If she was on the like watching a clock and and taking pictures. Then, yeah, I mean, we may never know. Right. I'm just giving out ideas yeah. of what could be what ifs, because um, that's really all we have. Right. <laughs> but it's it is very very fascinating. Who knows if we'll ever have answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it was intriguing enough to where I wanted I wanted to do an episode on it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I'd, I'd love for our listeners and viewers to check it out and and tell us what you guys think. We'll try to post some stuff on our social media, uh, and you guys can look into it and see what you guys can find out that we didn't. That'd be awesome. Well, all right, we'll call that we'll call that a show. We'll wrap it up now. We'll right? wrap it up now. We'll go check on Beaker. He might be writhing in pain in his kidney area. We'll push some stones out of him. Let's squeeze them out. Yeah, let's squeeze them. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, everybody.